0: Hello Alex. Uh, how are you doing Mr. Mr. Machacek? Is that the right
1: pronunciation? Yeah, very good Mr. Reuter. <laughs> so let's let's get one thing straight here. Usually we would talk German mm-hmm. which would be so much more uh, funny, of course, mm-hmm. um, informative and everything mm-hmm. but it will get lost in translation so I'm apologizing for that right away.
0: Uh, Do do you like uh, the humor that you can, uh, let's say, do in English? Do you like it? Do you enjoy humor in in the English language?
1: Sometimes I actually translate Austrian uh, expressions literally uh, into English Mm -hmm. uh, and that I enjoy even more, (laughs) I have to say. (laughs) Um, so, for instance, well, I, I, I save that. I,
0: I save it for later.
1: I save it for later. If, if this conversation kind of tanks, then <laughs> then I can throw that in.
0: I'm sure it won't tank. I'm. I'm well, you never. Sure. Know. You never yeah. know. <laughs> um, Alex, so really, this this format, just for you to know, is open. There's no. I have no agenda or. Anything like I was thinking before this that it would be interesting to uh, maybe talk about your experience um, going to the US and living there as a European. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's not so much like you this conversation. Even though you're a musician, I'm a musician. We know us, each other because of music, right? But uh, yeah, it's it doesn't have to be about music, but it can be about music. And uh, okay, so uh, you were born in Austria. Is that correct? Aust-
1: It's Correct. Born in Austria, grew up there, went to school, blah, blah, blah. And at a certain point, I just felt I wanted to see more of the world or it was just time for a change.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And my wife was actually born in in the US. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I had no uh, issues with papers or anything. I see. So Mm -hmm. I could get the green card easily and, and and we we debated where to go. So it had to be one of the big music cities. I mean, may, may, nowadays everything changed, but back in the day there were three big music cities, New York, Nashville, and LA. Mm-hmm. So New York didn't make it for us because it's cold in the winter and coming from Vienna. Mm-hmm. Um, that wouldn't be such a huge like from climate upgrade. <laughs> then nashville is actually pretty small and back then it had still that country uh, vibe even though country also changes constantly and there's uh, i heard some country that's just pop music anyway mm-hmm. it's in the south so so i said i've i've been to la before so let, let's just give it a shot and and before we actually moved here we checked it out for 2 weeks that was in february mm-hmm. it was super warm and sunny and trust me not seeing the sun in Austria for, um, I don't know, probably six months of the year or, or more, um, which is the reason why Sigmund Freud had so many, many customers because everyone is depressed. It's like perfect there. Um, that that would left a, a big impact. And so I thought, okay, let's, let, let's try out LA. And so, so obviously we saved up money and Hey, it, let's
0: let's go back a little bit. So, so your yeah. wife, your wife was born in the U.S. and you met her in, in Vienna. In
1: Austria, yeah.
0: In Austria, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, cool. And um, so, uh, when was it that you, uh, you know, had the idea that you wanted to go to the US? How old were you? Uh,
1: around in in my thirties, in the early thirties. So I, early 30s. I came here when I was thirty-two. Okay. So we toyed around with the idea, and then we did it, and and, and thought, okay, let, let's just give it a try and and see how it goes. And that's what we did, and we're still here. <laughs> they couldn't and, get rid of us.
0: And and uh, where in the US was your wife born? She was born in New York. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it was an upgrade for both of you then, going to California.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. I have, I I mean, all in all, I can't really can't complain. You know, there's many, many people who hate LA, which is fine with me because, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and don't come, Mm uh, you know, there's this kind of, uh, polarizing view of, I know you have to go to New York or you have to go over some, some people from San Francisco hate LA or whatever. Uh, I I think you can find beautiful spots there almost anywhere. And, and, uh, so I mean, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there is lots of traffic. Yes, it's it's kind of the city by itself, is it's not a city, it's like many cities. I think it's over 50 cities or whatever. I, I didn't count them. Mm-hmm. There is no center in, in in like in European cities, you have downtown, and this is really the center. And here you have all those little cities that are just basically that grew together. Mm-hmm. But once you get over that and once you get over the fact that you need a car for pretty much everything Mm -hmm. then uh it's just a really great city
2: yeah
1: all in all yeah so is there a perfect city that's the next question yeah so so,
2: uh well i don't know
1: (laughs) well i i i haven't i haven't seen that yet there's always uh, i think once you once you experience something new uh you can't unsee that so so of course once you arrive in the us you go oh wow tap water quality is really low <laughs> compared mm-hmm. to vienna austria we've got like really great tap water uh but then i could also go back to austria and and find some flaws there where i go well that's a little bit better here that's so you sure. just can't unsee it and that, that's it You mm-hmm. have to stay flexible you're mm-hmm. in berlin right
0: I'm in Berlin now. Yeah, I've lived here for seven years now, and I have to say I'm I'm pretty happy here. Like you know, I lived I lived in uh, in several places, and I was on the road so much um, that at some point I even lost contact with my with my home country. But right? it's not so much about the country; it's more about the language for me. You know, oh. so it was for me it was important to be in a place where I can just open my mouth and nobody cares. Uh, or nobody thinks I'm from somewhere else. This, yeah. You know, because I ex- I actually experienced that in Austria in Tyrol which is which was pretty oh, yeah, hard, of course. But, you know, it was it was impossible to be incognito let's say, right? It's really impossible. And that's that's pretty tough.
1: <laughs> uh, I I I hear you.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean.
1: Right? Well, the Tyroleans are kind of uh... Tortured with, with with the German tourists there.
0: Yes. Yeah. Exactly. There
1: is a uh, there is a great. Did you see that the item saga? Yeah. For
0: sure. Uh, for sure. I saw okay. it. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> then
1: you know. Karl Heinz, auch uh, Jochen ube Dieter, komm mal da. Yeah. So, this kind of, kind of funny. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, but like like going to the U.S. for European, that's sort of like a. Um, for some people, it would be a dream come true, right? And But where I think a lot of people don't really know what that means. And, um, you know, the interesting thing for me was that I was about to, uh, I was seriously thinking about moving to the U.S. Mm-hmm. And that was right before I got the call to join the band with, with Pat and Tony, Stickman, right? And and so then, once I once I was in the band, I was in the U.S. so much anyway that I didn't need to move there. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, your musical career um, in Austria—how how far did you get? Can you like? How would you? Far. and lo- looking back and just comparing with where you are now. Um,
1: so, I think uh, I think uh, it's always kind of a little bit difficult. Uh, the city where you grow up musically, they also know you when you were a youngster and didn't know anything. So, so all your environment has that still in the back of their head. Oh, that's the youngster who really fucked up this and that tune on that session or whatever. So uh, I once met Steve Swallow and he said he had one rule, never play in your hometown. <laughs> Um, but all in all, I have to say Vienna is a, is a, a beautiful city. There's lots of musical activity. You can study music and it's one of those bad socialist states. I'm saying this for my American friends, the bad socialist states where uh, uh, you don't even have to pay tuition. Just imagine that. Mm-hmm. Um, like for the public conservatory. So you, you can study music and there were lots of places to play that was great, because that's all you need. So, so of course, if I don't know if you need a school, I think that's debatable or yeah, that's a personal decision. My mother said, well, it, because I I didn't finish my uh gymnasium, which is like high school, uh, mm-hmm. I didn't do 12 years, I only did 10 years because I wanted to become a musician. But the deal mm-hmm. with my mom was, you can only get out of school if you study. Mm-hmm. So And that you could do without the matura. I don't want to compare it to a high school diploma because it's a little bit more. (laughs) I know. So so I went to the conservatory. um, But OK, so you meet people there. And then with a lively environment, you could also play a lot. And that's something that I see is much more difficult for, for the youngsters, for instance, in L.A., because... There are not that many places. I mean, there are some places, but but, uh, compared to what I experienced, it's tougher. But I think growing up, you need that. You need to, uh, I don't know, uh, have opportunities to try out things, have opportunities to fail without being uh, stigmatized for your entire life or whatever. so that was great. and and then, after a while, I had a good and pretty cushy life. I had a little teaching job here. Uh, I mean in in Austria, I, I played with good people, always good, but it didn't get anywhere.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: that That was it might have changed now. i'm 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 not so sure I, at least my 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 young friends, they are uh, spreading out much more or venturing out much more. But back then, for instance, I never played in Italy or France. Because uh, when you're in Austria, you play a little bit in Germany, a little bit in Switzerland, a little bit of Hungary, maybe. Mm-hmm. And if you're lucky and find something in Czech, in Czechoslovakia, it was called the Czech Republic or, or but, but yeah. that was it. That was it. So, so that was almost like, like uh, invisible borders. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the other way around. So, for instance, there were not too many Italians playing in Austria. And I'm not talking about the street musicians uh, in, in, next, next to St. Stephen's. Maybe there were some, but certain, certain countries didn't have like a huge exchange.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and as you know, it's really close. There yeah. is... It's it's not a geographical hindrance. It, it, it's it's more like a cultural thing. So after a while, I thought, well, if, I don't know. Uh, there must be another way. And for instance, all my classical musical friends they played all over the world because Vienna, you know, classical mm-hmm. music that's mm-hmm. that's the original. But mm-hmm. jazz and Vienna, any I'm I'm saying jazz in in a very you know, far sense, Mm -hmm. a broad sense, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe there were a couple of people who made it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So, yeah.
0: uh, Yeah, You know, it's interesting when I, when I was in Tirol, I, I, there was the conservatory, obviously, which also had uh, jazz classes, as far as I know, and I think I do. but Vienna was never really on the radar um, for me when it came to jazz. Interestingly enough, there was like uh, a lot. of It was more about obviously the classical world, but then mm-hmm. more in the art world, like performance art, and uh, you know, like there, there's um, there was there a lot. A lot of money is kind of like poured into the arts, uh, into a certain layer of the arts, let's say, yeah. right in Austria. Uh, but jazz wasn't really very prominent for me. I, it, to me, when I was in Vienna visiting Vienna, it it felt like there's very little. Like, uh, so you have to it, know. You have to know. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there are great musicians in Austria, uh, and and the world might never know about them. Let's put it like that. Yeah, but you know,
0: I know about the musicians, the great musicians, but there is very little to be seen of a scene of like uh, a lively soon, a scene of jazz players, you know, I, at least, I mean, at least outside of Vienna, I guess. Like, I, it was very difficult to find something like that. Um, Treibhaus in, in Innsbruck, for example, you know. you had Well, in Vienna, concerts, you've got yeah? Porge and Bess, you've yes. got
1: Jazzland, you've, you, you, you've got a couple of clubs then you've mm-hmm. got all the Gürtelbergen clubs where many people play and i don't even know all the clubs anymore because yeah. because i'm i don't live there so yeah but there yeah. there's actually plenty of opportunity i mean maybe less than than it used to be mm-hmm. but there is mm-hmm. still plenty of opportunity for people to play live which is great
0: yes yeah and so uh, you said you had a teaching job was that uh, kind of like a, a private thing a private school or conservatory that, or
1: no it was a it was a public music school. It was actually the public music school that I attended when I was a kid for classical guitar which I really sucked at. Uh, and they opened an, uh, a chair for electric guitar and they had an audition so I went there and I got that job and I did it for a couple of years just be, uh, until I moved to the US. yeah um, yeah they are, they are they're really big in uh, about education so, which I find great was, uh, I mean it's, it's, it's good to give people the opportunity to to learn an instrument. I still find that a, a good activity
0: is, is there a, would you say that there is a particular sc- a style of musical education in Austria
1: um well, the music schools mostly uh, educate you to be, become a classical musician. Mm-hmm. And now they, they, they have here and there, they have some, some jazz or pop, popular music, they call it then, um, teachers here and there, not in every music school, as far as I know. So it, it's opening up a little bit, but, but the traditional way would be you learn cl- uh, like the classical way. Of each instrument. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then at the, at the conservatories, I think in, in Austria, every conservatory or university has to have a motto. Mm-hmm. So for instance, Linz uh, is more of kind of avant-gardistic or more open, more free, whereas mm-hmm. Graz and Vienna are very straight ahead. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, what Innsbruck is standing yeah. for, so who yeah. knows. Um, But I once heard that they have to have a motto, so I thought it's interesting that that the now university in Vienna has straight ahead as the motto because Graz already had that, (laughs) you know.
0: Yeah, maybe they could all have the same motto.
1: (laughs) Yeah, very original. Maybe maybe Uh, to me. Yeah, I think I, I think uh, focusing too much on a certain musical style might not be the best thing, because once you're out of the school, uh, you're confronted with reality, and maybe everything is a little bit different in the real world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let's not get into that. Because yeah, yeah, no, no. And this would be my super long rant about how those conservatories are actually uh kind of a little bit you know uh, if they've got some of them got the blinders on pretty well, yeah, and that i find that I don't find that productive
0: yeah, yeah, i mean f- for you um just saying this from my perspective, you don't have to agree, but uh you have kind of like developed um, your own thing, and uh sometimes I was wondering um what your influences are actually because uh your, your style seems quite um like if you if you want me to describe you know i think Please, it's, it's it's sort of it's sort of like a, i would call you a jazz guitarist actually right i would use that term mm-hmm. but then um the way you play for me comes from a very deep deeply uh trained rehearsed place where like, when I mean rehearsed, I'm not just on, not only talking about the playing itself, but the kind of persona that you are as a musician seems to be something like really present and and like uh, uh, conscious, you know, like very conscious about what you do. And at the same time, it's all it's always surprising, you know, like you you uh, you, you play these uh, yeah interesting things that. That not necessarily uh, one would come up with. I would come up with melodically or something like that. Mm-hmm. And 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 then you also you 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 have you don't you your sound is not just a jazz sound. It's also, um, well, for lack of better term, like a rock sound. But then yeah. also psychedelic and and uh, some ambient uh, things in there. And uh, and your rhythm guitar playing is like. Is has, has some funk influences or has that feel of funk sometimes and you know what I mean so it's, it seems like it's really like and that's why it doesn't surprise me that you say that uh, uh, it would be great if the conservatories would kind of like teach music from many different perspectives because that seems what, it, what you have been interested in in your life at least that's what it seems like to me
1: No, absolutely um, like I remember when I was young and, uh, and still in Vienna, uh, and then you join some bands, and, and I joined one band where I was basically basically just playing funk guitar, yeah, all night long.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Actually, I had many bands like that, and. Uh, so of course it's super interesting to, to to learn a couple of hundred standards from the Great American Songbook in the real key and do you know the verse and and blah blah blah, mm-hmm. but um, on the other hand the bands I was playing in or, or some some of those bands needed that, mm-hmm. not that I, I I don't hold any grudge against my teacher uh, and, and and he actually had that uh, he covered some some. He covered it in his curriculum. He, he was aware that this is an, an important part. Um, but musically speaking, if, if the school is kind of like a straight ahead thing, like how many straight ahead places are there where you can actually make money? And we should think about that when we educate people. Because mm-hmm. we don't want to educate the future unemployed. That would be kind of counterproductive. mm mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, you have to you have to learn how to play funk guitar, or you have to whatever there's there's a broad range and and so, so I was always I was not just interested in it. I was also confronted with it or mm-hmm. then when 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 you do some studio work and they want you to do some some things that like a typical jazz student would say, oh, that's that's beneath me. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I no, you you just have to do it because, hey, you're getting paid and 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 then you find I remember. My, one of my first studio gigs in Vienna, they had me do like the typical campfire chords, mm-hmm. uh, acoustic guitar thing. And I kind of recorded it and I thought I did it perfectly. And I said, well, you know, it's, it's a little bit sloppy here. It's a little sloppy there. Let's fix that, number one. And then they, they went, let's double it. And I thought, oh, God, well, I don't even know my strumming pattern or whatever. They were really <laughs> yeah. sweet with me and, and they, mm-hmm. they kind of carried me through the day. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, I didn't I didn't think that uh, that this kind of guitar playing had any value. I was more of a jazz knob back then. Mm-hmm. So that was a good lesson. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the, the same thing when, when, when you hear some, some soulful finger pickers that, that played just as uh, that singer-songwriter finger style guitar, like the typical jazz student goes, oh those, these are just campfire chords with something. But then, yeah, well, play it. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So in in the real world, I learned to value all those different forms of expression quite a bit more. And obviously Mm -hmm. all the records that I was listening to, so so all those influences are coming from somewhere. I'm a huge Prince fan. Prince was my first big concert. I was 14 or maybe third, uh, I think 14. And Prince was playing in in, in the Stadthalle, which is like the biggest uh, venue in in Vienna. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have a ticket, but I went there and there was a guy walking around and said, okay, let's check the watches. In 15 minutes, we'll just all storm in. And I thought, okay, I'm going to wait it out and see if that happens. And it happened. And we (laughs) stormed in and hundreds of people were just running in. The support act was already playing and I experienced Prince live and I have to say <laughs> I started with the best show ever
2: <laughs> yes
1: it was a sign of the times tour it was, it was just great uh, and I think yeah, sometimes the, the, the jazz student kind of is also uh, being taught that certain music does have less value but then mm-hmm. if I hear a Prince guitar solo I go, well, maybe he's not as educated, but he for sure delivered his message really well I, I, I totally uh, uh adore his guitar playing. it's just it's just great yeah so so that that's that's what I'm trying to, that's my point that I'm trying to get across kind of being a little bit more open and the same, but but that goes for every musical style. You know, if you're in the rockabilly clique and 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 only rockabilly is important and everything else is kind of uh, uh, dispensable to you, well, maybe you should open your eyes and your ears a little bit, and mm. uh, especially your ears, metal, yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever it is.
0: Alex, I mean, this is this is this is so cool that you bring these examples because I think for those people, it's not about the music. Right. For that yeah, it's about belonging, belonging to a scene or whatever. Like and yeah and like funnily enough, I have to say like in my in my uh musical education, I was lucky to not to not really ever uh you know, I have never been faced with uh snobs like that. I mean I remember a few things where I played a, a song to my saxophone teacher, which I had saxophone lessons of like a few, only a few. And he said that drummer doesn't groove or stuff like that, which was also Mm -hmm. stupid because it wasn't meant to be a swing anyway. So, but, but, you know, like I only experienced that in in small doses, but um, yeah. In jazz, I mean, do you have any idea uh, where that comes from? That that this uh, snobism, if that is a word, (laughs) is... uh,
1: I don't, a- I don't, I don't know if it's the same everywhere. So let me start with that. I can only talk about Vienna,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: and I feel this is my analysis. I might be completely wrong. So, if you're a Viennese jazz musician, you're doomed because you are not playing with the A cats anyway.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So you you just try to get a little bit higher than than everyone else, and 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 then you just uh, I don't know. Have this, this, uh, all those anxieties or, or complexes that 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 where 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 you have to kind of look down on everyone else because you're in reality you're so insecure with yourself and and, and trying to establish yourself as something, knowing that you're still not an A player. Mm-hmm. And by A player, I mean those blue notes cats, over that they are talking about. Yeah. I't know how, how many Austrian jazz musicians have John Coltrane in their credits? No one, right? Because how many Austrians played with miles? Well, Joe Zavinil did maybe yeah. somebody else, I don't know. Yeah. but
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, And Zavinil went to went to the states, so I mean yeah, he was originally from Austria and he brought lots of Austrian heritage into his music, but but still. He made his career here and not in yes, Austria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I don't want to insult any Austrian jazz musicians. I'm just saying it it's it's a little bit difficult, you know, making a name for yourself and then but knowing that you will reach a ceiling because that's it. So I remember at school they told us, you know, in New York at a session, you have to know so and so many standards. And I thought, I don't want to go to a jam session in New York to play standards. That was never my wish. Maybe mm-hmm. that's your wish. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that, that, that you want to teach that. But please declare yourself Say This is my wish.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: But don't project that wish on everyone else.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, was, it, was it
0: easy for you to kind of uh, find your own voice in that, in that climate of, of teaching and education?
1: Uh, well, that came by itself. I mean, step by step. First, I have to say I was the biggest Joe Pass fan when I was around 14, mm-hmm. 13, 14. I got a record and I thought, wow, that's great. So I had to check that out. And, 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 and so I slowly grew into jazz music. But then I, I had a friend who was living across the street who always got money from his grandfather. And he invested that money in in a record store he he bought albums like crazy and he always called me Hey, I've got something new check this out so i just went across the street and and he played me something that i didn't know and i i didn't have much money so I, i couldn't afford going to a record store and then coming home with like dozens of albums so that i got lucky in that uh sense uh and for our listeners here if anyone is even listening to this Marcus and I grew up before YouTube, before the internet, even before a cell phone, you know, yes. so at different times. I mean, nowadays you can look everything up and then go, all you need is, is one name and type it into YouTube. And then the sidebar will give you so and so many references. Some of them maybe not not so fitting, but, but would be relatively easy. For us, it was a little bit more difficult. We had to buy um, magazines. So we kind of, or, or look at the at the albums, who's playing there and and what else is this person doing? It's a little bit more difficult. Anyway, so I was listening to all all the stuff that he bought and and there was always something that I really liked. and and then and then you steal from that, or then then you listen so much to it that you become uh, familiar with it. What is that guy actually doing? Mm-hmm. Not that I know what every guy is always doing, but 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 some and then you start transcribing or just learning it by ear whatever mm-hmm. uh, yeah and i th- i think uh that that's how i started that that's uh, coming up with my own music I, of course i was a huge Zappa fan so so there was had to be some Zappa influence i was a huge holdsworth fan so put these two together and then as i said i liked uh joe pass so basically chords mm-hmm. so then i I liked Wayne Krantz, Mick Goodrick. The list is endless of those people. And then, yeah. and then you just, just, just try to, to come up with something. And, and ultimately, you just do, you can only write the songs that you can write. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that's how I did it. And that's how I guess everyone, in a way, does it. And then after a while, once you find something that kind of works for you, where you're kind of happy with the result, well, then you probably step uh, uh, kind of... Uh, yeah, you step... You go down that path a little bit more and more and more because you feel comfortable with it. Which mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't mean that you can't change directions at any time. But, but that's, I think, how you kind of carve out your niche. And I think you probably did the very same thing by, by hey, I'm gravitating towards this, so... Let's try this out. What can I do here and there?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it's, it was it was a completely different different scene. Like for me, uh, for example, jazz happened relatively late. Like when I was eighteen or nineteen, mm-hmm. that I became aware of it. Also, uh, also Frank Zappa's music, um, like late eighties, really pretty pretty late to the party, but. Um, you know, like with your with the kind of voice that you have on the guitar, and I I, I mean th- uh, with that also the composition. So not just the technical playing, mm-hmm. right? But the uh, I assume, but I think I'm right that there's quite so a let's bit see. of that. that there's <laughs> quite a, quite a bit of woodshedding uh, in your life. A lot of practicing. Is that the case?
1: Yeah, I did practice. I'm still practicing. I, yes. I, yeah. um, it's basically, but, but that's just, that's just uh, a necessity. Uh, if, if your musical idea demands a little bit of practice, well, then you just practice. Uh, it, it's, not, it's not that I'm sitting there and I want to write something really difficult to impress mm-hmm. people. I'm too old for that. Mm. And I'm not that impressive anymore because look at the youngsters, what they can do. They come out, they're, they're, I give them birth, and can on, already do two yeah. hand tapping as embryos yeah. now. That that's impressive, right? Okay. Uh, so yeah. I'm an old yeah. fart already. Uh, so I'm aware that this is what I do. It's not really that impressive, uh, but I just want to to get my musical idea across. And sometimes actually, it sounds more complicated. I always get that feedback when I hire a new drummer. I just played the baked potato with with a drummer that I you, I played before with him, but that was already three years ago. And I always get that bitching about how difficult my music is. And I always tell him, no, it's not that difficult. Uh, just just give it a second, give it a second listen. Once you know the t- trick or the code or whatever it is, yeah. it's actually yeah. much easier. Yes. And he had to agree. Or then we <laughs> play a, a song that he just played basically by ear, and I go. Well, no bitching here, right? (laughs) And goes, no, I'm okay, I'm okay. Yeah. So, so sometimes it's just like the first impression is a little bit daunting, Mm -hmm. but in reality, it it it, it's actually not that difficult. Mm -hmm. I think there is way more difficult music out there than what I do.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: But you know that it's it's about this
0: uh, idiom that uh, as an artist you. you you have a chance to develop something that's your own idiom. And somehow that idiom, if it's something that comes from you sort of practicing and and like repeating your ideas in order to bring your ideas to the place where you want them to be, then you are sort of like the expert and specialist for that way of thinking or that way of of practicing or whatever. And then it finds its way into, into the music, into the composition and into your sound and then uh, uh, at some point it, you get to the place where people go, oh, wow, what is that like? Yeah, I've never heard anything like that. Or how he did, did he do that? And, you know, like uh, one thing that I learned. Well, maybe only in the last ten years or so, that it's it's much more about what you play than how you play this is. I mean, it's obvious, right? But uh, it came, came, came uh, comes from largely from playing the King Crimson pieces, like where like the, the coolness of, you know, is the music is not the people who play it. Yeah. But then, but then you need the people who <coughs> kind of like have an idea what makes those compositions cool. So, and then it's like the other way around, then you need the musicians to make the music sound cool. So it's, it's, yeah. I, and I still find that, that very fascinating that it's like, uh, um, but it's not about how you play that's what I mean like and it's not about how much how, how good your technique is or whatever and oh, like I, yours,
1: yeah I, I certain things I do just just because I don't know I mean certain things that I do it's basically it's because I want to hear that as opposed to dot 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 yes mm-hmm. Um. So if, if I hear certain things that, that I just really don't find cool, they will not find a way in my music. I will absolutely avoid that. Or, or mm-hmm. um, So to me, it's almost like uh, finding your own voices. You have to learn a lot just to avoid it. Just, yeah. just to under no circumstance, circumstances will I play that voicing, even though I know it, even though I know it works for many people. But I cannot play that voicing, whatever that voicing is, or, or a certain groove or a certain whatever. I mean, you, you can, it's more like a statistical game. than you, you take so and so much input and say, this is a big no, this is a small no. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no,
0: I, to- I totally agree. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I practiced only chromatic exercises for 15 years, because I never, I never wanted to practice a diatonic scale. It just—I—I yes. I hated it, you know. I never wanted to play like that. And uh, the interesting that, thing the, is that has changed, sorry. though. No, that has changed, <laughs> though.
1: Yeah. But the, the thing is, it, it took me such a long time to to uh, to figure out. I won't say how long, yeah. but <laughs> but basically, you know, when we are young, practicing equals playing scales, for instance. So mm-hmm. you're a youngster, you have no clue about anything, you sit there and you play a scale up and down. You don't even question, why am I doing this? What am I doing with this scale? I'm I'm just basically practicing a lick, which happens to be an ascending and descending scale. And then mm-hmm. if you, if you because I was teaching at, at GIT and I was teaching a lot, I'm, I'm still teaching a little bit here and there now, only privately and, and very mm-hmm. little, but, but I... In my life, I taught a lot. And basically, everyone makes the same mistake. They practice a scale up in that, but then they can't do anything with that scale. Yeah. They always have to start at their reference point, which is like, like the lowest note of their fingering. Mm-hmm. And then when you show them, look, you could uh, use the same notes, but come up with melodies or with counter movements or this and that. They go, ah, interesting. And, mm-hmm. and then, I, then it, da- it kind of dawns on them. They have no control over that scale which is interesting. So you were practicing that scale and I did the same thing, practiced it up and down, up and down, not even questioning why am I doing this? Well, one reason why I did it was because I had no other material to practice because I had no clue about music. That, that has to develop over time. But it's still it's still like this, this, this playing scales up and down that I don't know, I will not experience it, that that will die out. I think that will always be something that people do. And the ones who develop enough will find out, great, now I can play a scale up and down. And, but I can't <laughs> really make music with that. And the other ones will still stick to it and go, I can play the scale really fast. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. good if you yeah. can do that. Yeah. But then my, my, there's, there's one Austrian expression, one Austrian saying, uh, you know, some people can, fly, uh, can catch a fly with their ass. Yeah. Uh, that's also very interesting, and, and in fact, I would be willing to pay to see that guy catching that fly more than I would be willing to see somebody exercising scales on stage. Yes, I'm just saying. <laughs> that, that, that's it's, it's kind of important.
0: Yeah, I yeah, know you're absolutely right, and it's it's the it's the purpose, right? That sort of maybe, as you say, for a young person, it's not the first thing on their mind, right?
1: Yeah, I mean you you first have to you have to gather material. I remember I was reading so and so many people are practicing hours and hours and hours. So I started a practicing diary where I basically where I just first wanted to write down, okay, I also want to be as good as them. So I have to practice a lot. But I didn't know what to practice back then because I, you know, I didn't have enough material to so I sat there and, and made almost like an hourly schedule and mm-hmm. thought. I don't know what, <laughs> what will <laughs> I do in an hour six? How long can I do this? Mm-hmm. And and I didn't stick to that practice schedule for very long, I think two days, and then I found out this is, this is useless. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: so did you have good teachers at the conservatory?
1: Yeah, yeah here and there. Uh, um, there was always something good. Um, but for them, I mean, the teacher at my conservatory, Klaus, he had more of a Montessori approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could do whatever I wanted, and 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 he he didn't uh, he didn't. I I think there were just two books that we had with, with etudes, which were actually good that we had to do, which mm-hmm. were in the curriculum, mm-hmm. and and I actually liked those etudes quite a bit. Other than that, he just let me do whatever I wanted, and and he we were still friends, and and he always said. Well, you were one of those who would do anyway, you don't even need me. So why should I uh, push my style or whatever or, or ideas on you? You were already doing it anyway. So, so I was just basically, I don't know, he called himself maybe a coach at best. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
1: And and I think when I was young, I, I actually wasn't so happy about it because I thought he should have, have, uh, have drilled me more or or, or, or challenged me more. But then, you know, getting older, I thought, no, actually, it's 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 a very good approach because it it, it didn't it didn't hurt. It it didn't many people have their trauma have like a real trauma with their teachers. I didn't have that, so that was good. Great. And sometimes it's so much uh, it has so much more value if to have to find the answer for yourself. Mm-hmm. That that's also something that I kind of criticized nowadays where everyone, you know, it's pretty much for everything. There's the tutorial on YouTube, how to play this, how to play that. Um, honestly, I remember when, when I found, when I had my first little discoveries, I was really proud of them and, 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 and started to build my own way of thinking. Not that it was very original, because only later you find out oh many people think like that, but at least in that moment, you own it, at least you worked mm-hmm. for it, and mm-hmm. you didn't you didn't just qualify by being able to type the right search uh, words into YouTube.: Yeah, yeah, you know like
0: discovering something yourself is the biggest motivator there is, like if you believe that you found it, right. Yeah. And that's, that's just, as you say. That's the big problem with the search engines. Uh, it's it's horrible. Like, and I, I think I've said this before in some other uh, interview like this or a conversation like this. Uh, when there was MySpace and it has a, it had a search function, but it didn't really work very well. And mm-hmm. that means that you were actually stumbling on stuff where you didn't you didn't even know where you got there. And somehow mm-hmm. that had that. Had, still had a little bit of that vibe as going into a record store and picking out an album by its cover a little bit you know yeah and and so once once the search the search when uh, became so much better it becomes uninteresting because like every everything anything is kind of like available you don't really need to uh yeah you don't have that experience of discovery anymore right i totally understand
1: that and yeah. another thing with, with like that with those algorithms is uh, let, let's say I'm i'm interested in Whatever, shred guitar, blues guitar, any any, any genre. or oh, who says guitar music? Then they always uh, recommend based on on what you were listening, or you know, like Amazon, based on your recent purchases, we we think you might be interested. But that's not like humans always work, because maybe I already covered that. So yeah. let's let's say let's say everyone gave me shit for not owning one Eric Clapton record. Which is a fact. I do not own one Eric Clapton record. Well, why should you? It's a question that remains to be answered. (laughs) Anyway, so I don't have... Let's say I buy one on Amazon. Then it will start recommending more. But maybe I, I just... Maybe it was a gift for someone else. Maybe I'm not interested. So like that old record store idea where you just walk and you can browse and then you can even listen to it. And then maybe you even start a relationship with the salesperson who gets to know you yeah. and say, Hey, mm-hmm. we've got something really interesting. You should check that out. Or my yes. friend across the street. And the same thing goes for teachers. So at GIT, for instance, sometimes I had to waste time with them. And, and, and well, waste. I think it was not a waste of time. It, it was just, just a little bit sad that I, that I had to use the time like that. I asked them, "Okay, name name me a couple of of guitar players that you're listening to because I was teaching guitar." So they named me three guys that all play fast, and I said, "Okay, anyone else?" And they couldn't think of anyone. And I said, "Okay, check this out. Like, if music is from here to the moon, you covered pretty much this, not less. I can't even show you this much." And then. <laughs> we spent our lessons writing down like the cornerstones that you kind of have to know, Mm -hmm. not that you have to like it, but you, there was somebody called Wes Montgomery Mm -hmm. and it's kind of cool to at least listen to one song or check out, oh, he was doing that thumb thing. If you Mm want (laughs) to look
2: Mm -hmm.
1: at it like this. And then I started later on, I said, okay, who are your two favorite piano players? Who are your two favorite bass players? Who are your blah blah blah? They they many of them, of those students, couldn't name any names because yeah. they were only focused on guitar and only those three guys. I
0: had I had exactly the same experience when I was teaching at the Pop Academy. I had a gave a master class at the Pop Academy. First of all, there were only like five people there, which was good okay but then i also asked them like which guitarist do you like and really the first one they mentioned was slash and then you know but that was it right? that was, yeah that was that was about the depth of their interest right um anyway i mean let's not let's not rant about this uh uh like with with the uh the internet search stuff like uh, which at the beginning, it wasn't so bad because they didn't have implemented these algorithms yet that were trying to match, 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 right? Yeah. And and so it was still okay. But now it's it's getting truly really bizarre to me. Like I I you know there there is a great Austrian company that makes plugins. That are, you know I really like the plugins, mm-hmm. and they put out a new plugin. I buy it because I I know I'm going to love it. I try it. I, I buy it, and then for like weeks, I get these ads. You know, buy that plugin. No, I've already bought it. I oh, I have to. that same thing. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's sometimes, sometimes I get so angry that I actually click on
1: them because it's going
0: to cost them money. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, have to, I have the same experiences. <laughs> because obviously, first, you, you, you do your research and, and, you, and you say, is there a deal out there? And and uh, lo and behold, there will be that bombardment with that product that's already in your room. <laughs> <laughs> I want to bring up something else because music is great and everything. I, um, during, during that lockdown time, I really got into bicycling again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm I love ping pong. I'm not great or uh, or anything, but I I go to training now and now. I go twice a week at least. So because it was also on lockdown, you couldn't do that. And while you couldn't do that, I got back into bicycling. As a youngster, I I was totally into bicycling. And the typical, it's like the typical story. Once you get your driver's license, uh, you switch from the bike to the car Mm -hmm. and your excuse as a guitar player is, well, I had to bring my amp and blah, blah, blah. It's more convenient. But so I got myself a good, a good road bike and I'm totally into it and I'm totally enjoying it. And and uh, and I wish that I, I would have uh, valued physical exercise during the last 20 years a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was almost like, like the way I was thinking of oh, physical exercise that's just for the idiots. <laughs> I'm oh. sitting there and practicing guitar. But uh, it, it gives me so much, and uh, and it's uh, it's almost a sort of uh, uh, riding your bike to me is very much like meditation because at, at the point when I'm just trying to climb that hill, that steep hill, I don't worry about many other things. Actually, <laughs> I don't worry about anything. I'm only doing this, so I'm reaching yeah. the goal of being centered at exactly this, and and that's such a great. It's, it's really that's really great. I just wanted to kind no, of bring bring in I, I, some new stuff. Are you
0: are you obsessing about it also?
1: <laughs> uh I wouldn't say obsessed. I'm I'm very interested, and, and I already yeah. pimped up my bike a little bit. You know, losing weight <laughs> here and there, of course, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. because that's possible. Uh, I have a trainer for home. Because sometimes it's either too hot here. Like yesterday it was just forty-two degrees out there, so I don't want to climb a hill at at that temperature. I wouldn't say obsessed. I'm highly interested. Yeah, let's, let's put it like that. Yeah. And I and I don't have any illusions that that I will ride the Tour de France or anything. So so I am completely aware that. But but, but it's, it's, but it's uh, great it's great that you mention it. <laughs> To I, well, I just want—I <laughs> I just want to, to to get a little bit away from music because sometimes, because I was definitely—I um, tend to obsess about music.
2: I see. Nothing, mm-hmm.
1: nothing else is more important. At least in my—not that I cannot talk to other people than about other things, but—but but at least in, in in my in my life, then everything is about music and is this mix right and is this and blah blah blah. And it's just music. It's not. It's not brain surgery. It doesn't. Doesn't. Doesn't hurt anyone. Or maybe it hurts, but you can turn it off. So who cares? Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: So I, I think like like that, that. That bicycling is such a nice. Maybe I brought it up because the, that's the point when I don't think about music. When I don't get any great ideas, all I'm doing is I'm bicycling. Other yeah. people. I,
0: I I'm very well. I have to say grateful that you bring this up because I think it's a. Uh, for prof- professional artists, uh, I think it's a it's a real problem uh, for some of us. I'm not speaking for everybody, right? But at least for me, and you just confirmed also for you that we sort of you know the the this little slice of the world that we uh, deal with, right? Like everything is about that, and and uh, if you then sort of like wake up, right? Like what what Corona did for me you know you you start noticing like well i've never even like turned my head left like for like 25 years right like something like that it's 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 insane you know and it makes made me feel really uh i mean i have like uh uh, i've somewhat been aware of the fact that i'm such a nerd right but i didn't care but now i i feel like i don't i want to break out of that and and i want to I want to feel okay, as you say, like not thinking about music, right? And and so it's and, and the b- bicycle thing I can absolutely understand because I love riding my bicycle. Okay, so. and 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 I I you know I, I, but I don't do it much at all these days, which is horrible, you know. But um, it was like the be- it was my the main thing I did in my teens. Right. Yeah. it was it was it was it was just really my whole life. I went like fifty kilometers almost every day. Yeah, you know? same and, here. Yeah, and um, yeah, there's something really beautiful about the physical activity, right? Like as musicians, we do have physical activity, but it's very res- it's very restricted to to the hands, uh, to the muscles. Here, even like yeah, standing upright and stuff like that. Yes, but it's it's different if you actually get moving and if you change from if you go from one place to another. And that has always been, uh, I I remember, uh, something really bizarre when I was in, uh, in Innsbruck and I went to the gym for a couple of years, Mm -hmm. maybe three, four years. And, uh, it was so bizarre to be like, because I enjoyed actually being on the stationary bike riding because that was the time when I was on the road so much Mm -hmm. and and it was was it was bizarre because that was like the first time in my life that i actually enjoyed riding without going anywhere yeah.
1: <laughs> so but you have a stationary bike now also here there the i have room, a or? smart trainer where i can clip in my bike and and oh, i see yeah mm-hmm. and that's that's for either super cold days mm-hmm. or super hot days or extremely windy days because i have to admit if it's like super windy then it's just not as much fun but or when, for yeah. the night yeah if yeah. I, if i don't get to ride during the day I, I only ride during during the day with my bike outside mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so but if, if i feel a little itch in the night then i can still ride with one of those software programs when when did you
0: when did you start riding the bike like right at the La- beginning of corona or
1: no, it was a little bit later. It was, uh, I think, uh, maybe end of August or so, and then mm-hmm. it September, and my wife also got totally actually, she started it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got also re-interested, and then we went and got ourselves new bikes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Actually, we were out to get her a good bike. She had just a foldable bike, mm-hmm. like a little mini bike, but but she was riding more and more, and and, and at a certain point, I kind of recommended maybe you should get like a good bike because this, this is holding you back. And then in that store, there was a perfect uh, salesperson Mm -hmm. who also showed me some bikes. And I thought, you know what? Fuck it. I only live once. I need that bike now. (laughs) But seriously, I I mean, I was so, I'm still am so happy about Mm -hmm.
2: that. Mm
1: -hmm. And, and, I also want to to, do we we still have time. It doesn't really matter. We have we have a lot of time. Yeah. Okay. So music, being obsessed about music is one thing, but being like having a musical career is a little bit more. I I actually I should the music part, the obsession about the music part, I'm actually okay with that. That 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 Mm -hmm. would be totally fine. But then all that burden of now that you have nowadays of Do I have, uh, do I appear enough in social media? Mm -hmm. Do I release enough videos? I don't release, I barely release any videos because I feel like um, I don't need to document everything that I'm doing. And many of my days are just not worth documenting. So uh, then then we have to, as you know, we have to do everything because in our little world, the budget for each project is non-existent. So I have to do it myself. That's And that's something where, where you can go really crazy. Mm-hmm. And then if yeah. you post something, of course you look if you get some likes because, uh, well, you just did it. So, so, but I don't want to be that person. Honestly, in reality, I just want to do my music and to do whatever I can and don't give too much about all the other shitty parts that you have to, as, as a nowadays artist have to do. That the whole self-promotion Everyone wants, whatever you do, can you send those pics in high res? Can you do this? Can you, can you cut that video? Uh, I need it in a different format. Things I have to learn. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And young people would listen to me now. We're going, oh, he's an old fart. Yeah. And then I would go, yes, Uh, you're right.
0: (laughs) You know, I, I know a lot of young people who are very opposed to, uh, social media and a digital life. And, um, I think it's, oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a surprise to me as well. Like even that some, some younger people that I've met are much less, uh, computer literate than I mm-hmm. am. Um, and I, I think that's great. I kind of, I think that's great that it's possible to withdraw from that world, you know, I, I think have, it's yeah, a I... great thing. Yeah. But you know, I, I, you know i i totally hear you like the the worst thing about the corona times for me also um are the fact that i didn't really have the chance anymore to do what i do in public which is to play so that means like making friends making new friends it's not so much like i say not not about the money but just even the fact that i can kind of like build friendships it Mm -hmm. was it was completely removed and i was i i'm able to build friendships because i play music it's not because I'm yeah. a great talker. Or I want to talk a lot or whatever. It's just uh, uh, it's 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 always been just kind of like. I, and I know we talked about this a long time ago when we met on the ship that that I and I already knew. Yeah, like you're not interested in in playing that game, social media. And I I always said, okay, yeah, I'm just gonna play. And but I'm gonna kind of like create my own rules and try to try to see it sort of as an art project on the side. You know, mm-hmm. that sort of was always my my approach. But then, um, you know, in Corona times, just the grind, that sort happened to me because I needed, I needed to find a way to engage with those people. At least that, that's what I was thinking. That's what I still think. I kind of like, you know, that part of community um, was only accessible to me via social media and not anymore via being in a place with people talking or drinking after a show, right? And, and, and that grind really has worn me out. It has worn me no, out I, completely. I
1: understand that, yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and so really, like at the moment, uh, to be quite honest, I have given up. I don't have the energy um, to deal with, with that anymore. Yeah. Like there's, uh, there's also a lot of negativity there. It's not, just, it's not just about the numbers per se, because numbers, when it comes to quality, and when I say quality, could be good quality or bad quality. Because you have like you have like say one person who is an asshole, and it's sort of I'm so I'm so um, susceptible now that you know like it 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 just hits me in the face if something like that happens and it's and it's it's really it's really um, yeah it's you know, I it it has become clearer and clearer that this this way of communicating even though like with us it's different but like in general it is very inhuman it's not it's it's not what we what we are as human beings <laughs> somehow right and yeah and in the in the in the uh, you know as a, in the, if you have a music career and you're dependent on uh, making money playing shows or having students or whatever uh, it's uh, it's always been difficult but with corona it was it was and is. But you guys have, have uh, is California open again for business uh, and stuff? I,
1: I, I played on Sunday at the Baked Potato. That was the last COVID show. Yeah. It was with limited seating and now it's opening. It's completely opening up. Yeah. 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 So let's see how that goes because uh, yesterday I was out running some errands and uh, people are still wearing masks, even mm-hmm. though they don't have to. With, so I, I don't know. Uh, I, I think I think it will take a long time until everything is really normal. So I hear from I heard from people at the baked potato, uh, like uh, audience. Uh, I heard well, you know, some of my friends are still not okay going to to, to large gatherings, even though they are all vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I to me it left a big dent in my life as well because being isol- isolated, semi isolated, kind of yeah. isolated. Yesterday, when we were doing our errands, seeing the human species up close and personal wasn't always just delightful. Let's put it like that—a <laughs> little bit too close. Uh, it's not about yeah, yeah. social distancing. I, just just seeing certain things where I thought, ah, oh, okay, oh, that's real life. Yeah, oh, I didn't miss that. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, it, it's it's opening. But I don't have anything booked for, for, for this year because nobody knew when it would open. And then I see people, there are people who already have tour dates for summer, fall. And I thought, wow, that was really courageous from whoever booked that because you couldn't have known that it actually will open. Or there might be another search. I mean, God forbid, but but who knows? Yeah. yeah. If there is another search, well, yeah, then... <laughs>
0: yeah what exactly i mean with uh for this the, the Stigman tours i know that our booking agent he had to uh postpone the tour several times and like book new dates just so that we would keep the option to have those dates in the future
1: i know it, uh, but it's, it's like crazy, crazy huh? work yeah
0: yeah it's crazy it's crazy but uh but there you go that's that's like uh uh you know the world of money you know like you have to reserve your your space to make money yeah <laughs> and it's yeah yeah for so for me i'm i'm actually uh I'm gonna come to the US in August for two weeks.
1: Oh, okay great.
0: Yes um but just for the, the summer camp that I'm doing with, mm-hmm. with Adrian Tony and Pat and uh and then in in October there's supposedly um a uh, European tour for Stigman. so okay good yeah I don't know I don't I'm, know I'm
1: coming it's... to Austria in the beginning of August to do my annual workshop in in Schönbach yeah in the Waldviertel uh, I've been yeah. doing that for 14 years yeah last year it didn't happen but apparently this this year it's happening and then after that well I have so many things to finish which is good uh and I always have have some work here and there so I'm not suffering or anything. I'm not, not complaining, not suffering. It's all good. But I remember during COVID, I, I, I played one little mini concert with Sumitra. We, we had a duo for a long time. So, so she asked me, would you would you play two songs as a duo? And I said, yeah, of course. And we had really, we had fun rehearsing and rehearsed and it was great because that we knew when you rehearse, you always rehearse in private. Then we did. Then we had that little mini concert over Zoom, and that was the weirdest thing. So we played the music, and then it's over. And basically, you close your laptop, and that's the end of the gig. And I said, I will not do that ever again. Yes. Because to me, that that showed me how much I I need to soak up the vibe of the room. I do want to stay stand at the bar. Maybe I, I at least want to see. I want to get like an, a reaction, like a little clap, clap, clap on on Zoom from those little thumbnails. that doesn't, not that I need to be celebrated. It's not meant yeah. like that. But but I can't really soak anything in. And then you close the laptop, and basically you're uh, can go back into your underwear again that you were wearing for <laughs> I don't know for the entire pandemic. Uh, so that was really counterproductive for me. That that it it, it almost hurt.
2: Oh yeah! Oh, what well, was that?
1: At first, I saw a flash. Hang on, let me let, let me yeah, see if yeah, there are yeah. people dying out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't see any dead bodies, but but I saw a little flash first, and then I heard that that shot. Well, wow. I'm living in the ghetto, as you know. Yeah, you're, because you're. I'm a fusion musician, right? I'm, I'm <laughs> a, <laughs> My income bracket qualifies <laughs> for the <together>. ghetto, <laughs> which is fun. So anyway, i I I totally enjoyed <coughs> seeing people at the potato life, their reactions. I I was a little bit out of practice presenting myself, mm-hmm. but they were also out of be out of practice being audience. They were super sweet, but I could tell that for them it's also something a little bit unusual.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, and I had the same thing. I last year in October, I still played a, a small tour with Fat in in Austria, a little bit Germany, and it was was the same thing. It, like like, okay, I was out of practice, but they were out of practice too, because <laughs> everyone didn't know what to do. But what is it with the social distancing? And, and and can I be there? Can I not be there? Mask on, mask off. Nobody knew, or nobody knew how to how to handle it properly. Mm. Yeah, so I didn't I, to finish that thought, I just can't wait until that gets back to normal. And then all is good. Right.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't have that experience yet of uh, playing in public again. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. But I, I, I hear you because I had this daydream about like, what will it be like if I actually, if I had to talk to the audience now, right? So what would it feel like? And would it be... And I, the strange thought that it came to me was that maybe it's going to be it's going to be a good thing. <laughs> so maybe I'm going to talk differently, or maybe I'll have a different kind of attitude. Maybe a little more. Maybe I will value the situation more. At least that's that's what was that was my daydream. I don't know what it's mm-hmm. going to be like in reality, but. Uh, you know, I, I tried the Zoom thing and stuff like that, and I tried several uh, um, variations of it. And the funny thing was that the, like a pre-recorded um, live performance that was, was streamed, and I was there in the chat writing while people were watching, that, that felt actually quite good. Mm-hmm. And I, I had not expected that, you know, because that was almost like, you know, people were seeing that and hearing that music for the first time. And they could interact with me, and and for some reason that 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 was okay. Yeah. And and this, the you know the Zoom thing I figured out worked best for me if I did uh, I did public recording sessions where people could kind of you know listen and watch via Zoom, and that that worked very well. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was good. But you know, like I did a couple couple just like full frontal uh, uh, streams via Zoom, and that was that really uh, didn't feel so good. <laughs> yeah
1: it is it is uh, yeah i mean it, if we had to i'm sure we could adjust to that as well uh, oh, but come on <laughs> no i'm just saying if that was the only option like there is now mm-hmm. a generation that that uh, say if, if you're 15 years old and you already have one and a half years of pandemic it's a much bigger yeah. part of your life mm-hmm. um no, I don't want it like that. Obviously, uh, I also had the feeling that my immune system got worse and worse because I wasn't exposed to germs. Like normally, yeah. when you go out, you just go out to the grocery store, and you're exposed so, so your immune system is intact, because it has to kill it by itself. And then if you're masked and super careful, sometimes when I was out, I felt like, Oh, am I sick now? <laughs> it's uh, And then Probably paranoid or whatever. I
0: don't know. I had to laugh a little bit because I heard you weren't exposed to Germans, uh, which I, is probably yeah, a good yeah. thing.
1: <laughs> I call them lovingly "Germs." <laughs> That's why they love me so much.
0: Hey, so the the um, when you started talking about the bicycle, the riding, and you yeah. said that you uh, you noticed, you realized that you would have liked to. Uh, have spent the last twenty years also doing some sort of sport or even like riding, as you were saying. Um, how long did it take you to kind of like get into it and feel comfortable? Was that easy or was that it was actually super easy? It was super it was easy. Was super
1: easy. Um, I have a couple of routes here. I'm I'm uh, I'm in the valley and I'm always always incorporating a, a climb. So I go up to Mount mm-hmm. Holland. Mm-hmm. So I already had kind of a benchmark and of course like the first couple of times I had to take a little rest here I couldn't do it in one or I was completely losing my breath uh, but then you just keep doing it and keep doing it and after a couple of times yes then I could go back in I uh, could do the entire route in one go and and actually feel good I, w- I was surprised so obviously I smoke less nowadays <laughs> but you, <laughs> you still smoke yeah
0: yeah okay mm-hmm.
1: yeah but less mm-hmm. um no it, it, it and even if it's exhausting i still enjoy it because this is great you can kind of can kind of feel yourself a little bit differently yeah, yeah.
2: You,
1: you go to your limits and 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 that's good and then the next day when you kind of feel your legs it's great yeah Yeah. I I can only recommend it to you. I mean, I'm just, yeah, no, 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 no.
0: no. I, I have, I have two bikes here. Well, so, well then there's no excuse. No, there is no excuse. There isn't. And, uh, yeah, you know, I'm sometimes wondering, um, like you just said, like you start feeling yourself more when you actually do physical, physical activity. Is that like, what about music? Is music helping us also to feel ourselves better or is that maybe the opposite?
1: Um. Well, it's hard to, when you work on something at home, then, then I also get that feeling that I, I can really sometimes feel feel myself a little bit more because it's not working and I have to work on it until the fingers do finally what they are supposed to do. Yeah, that that's kind of comparable. But when I when I play. Um, so the, the difficult parts are already stored mm-hmm. and are, are just being recalled. That, then to me, it's more about with my band kind of interaction. It, Then it's more about awareness, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. not so much like, like about, I, then I can't compare it to sports, honestly. Mm-hmm. Maybe for drummers it's different. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah,
0: it's, uh, yeah, I, I think like anything that, in, like with, at least with the way that I play, I think most of the sport on stage is the focus. Right, yeah, it's, for me, it's the focus, and it, it really does feel like some sort of sport because it, uh, I, I don't even know how to explain it, but it, it is as if there's like a, a meta kind of focus on the focus. Uh, I don't really, I don't know what I'm saying here, but and 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 that's why I'm exhausted after show. It's not because I've moved my fingers, uh, or no, maybe, no, maybe no, the no. maybe maybe the standing, the standing. And uh, actually, like uh, working the volume pedal a lot, that's something that I can sometimes feel physically.
1: Oh, absolutely. A friend of mine told me he went to a chiropractor or...
0: uh, It was Trey, right?
1: Trey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, He told me too. You're you're off. And then he goes, yeah, because of the volume pedal. And I thought of myself, I've been standing like this for what, like 30 years now. uh, So maybe I should see a chiropractor. (laughs) Yeah, it, yeah. That the standing is one thing, and and basically you're balancing constantly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes, depending on where you play, it's not always the the optimal posture because uh, depending on the venue, uh, on, you know, it's, it's not not always like you want it. That there might be that one little thing, and you have to turn a little bit like that, but you stay in that position then for oh, too yeah. long.
0: You know, like sometimes I have a little bit of carpet on the left side and nothing on the right foot, you know, and stuff like that. It, it's yeah. like, yeah. And in South America, the stages, they they have this deep, They how do you say, decline yeah. and, you know, yeah. oh.
1: <laughs> I know that's also difficult. <laughs> yes, yes. So that's that's difficult. And yeah, the focus, like like, like I'm always very concentrated. Mm-hmm. So that that definitely takes a lot of energy, but it's different. I mean, I'm obviously concentrated on my bike as well, but it's different. It it, it it's it's really a physical workout, and I think the concentration, at least in my riding, is, is yeah. I have to balance the bike, and I have to avoid uh, major accidents. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: But that that's about it. Whereas whereas in music, it's it, it's more like a if I'm playing, I'm also basically the producer of, of, of the entire evening in a way. Yes. Yeah. So I, I take responsibility for almost everything. Yeah. In a way, I mean, almost whatever I can do. So, so yeah, it's but that's different.
2: Yeah.
0: So so riding Obviously. the bice the riding the bicycle has brought you relief, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, and and also fitness, which makes every day life easier again, yeah. you know, getting up again, and, and, and whatever you forgot. It's interesting, you actually feel it if you're stronger. Yes. Yeah. So yes. And being being out in the fresh air, I mean, as long as there's even fresh air. <laughs> I know, it's <laughs> LA, it's not that fresh. Uh, <laughs> but during COVID, there were, there were times it only took a week and we had the bluest sky. And I thought, okay, people, <clears throat> Does anyone notice anything? Yeah, It was amazing.
0: I, I was I was in the Wurgerbeet um, at the beginning of COVID, and it was it. What was so fascinating about it that the the air cleared up in just maybe five days. Yeah, I think it was it was unbelievable. Like if you think about it, like we're doing so much damage there, right? But you just you don't do it for five days, and you're sort of like back to something more natural right
1: it It, it was so easy to save this planet basically just get rid of those stupid humans all of them
0: yeah yeah yeah. in a way well well that's there that's an interesting topic you know Um, and i don't i don't have any answers for that you know what would be required how would you change the human psyche to allow for a different way of interaction like as you know because like as 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 babies as kids we already learn uh to be like the others you know and and we start we copy parents and older people and so that's why like the same patterns get passed on and on and it's it's really difficult you know how could we break that pattern I mean, I have some ideas now, but I don't want to say them because, like,
1: <laughs> of course, because you may, will lose may, all your audience.
0: Uh, yeah, exactly. All my,
1: <laughs> all, all your fans will go, he's, a, he's an asshole.
0: <laughs> no, no, no,
1: but it's, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, if I, for, for instance, I, what I really enjoyed during COVID is no one had shows. Yeah. You know, you, you don't, you feel like, okay, now everything is equal. Mm-hmm. that whole greed thing or or elbowing that was gone because every everything was locked down there was nothing that i really enjoyed so i thought okay in that way i'm not uh, much different than name any superstar right now because that superstar is also sitting at home and also doesn't have shows right mm-hmm. uh so i feel like um right. one of the- Biggest problems that need needs to be addressed within mankind is just the greed, greed. Yeah. And, and, and if we all had enough to survive, if we don't, there used to be that study. Would you choose either $250,000 a year if your neighbor also gets $250,000? Or would you take $150,000 if your neighbor gets $100,000? <laughs> and the, large, the, the the big majority opted for the second one because it's important to have that little bit more than your neighbor, right? And yeah, that's mankind to me. Yeah. Like yeah. How, like the, those...
0: Yeah. And you know, as, as, as you say, as a musician, as like a self-employed artist uh, who is not doing any popular... That doesn't have any popular music output let's say this kind of thought of like having more than somebody else uh that comes last for me actually yeah. like I, <laughs> I, I you know i just want to be able to just even you know feel comfortable with the base having the basics and you know like there's there's something interesting here i don't know how it was for you guys over there but uh, basically, COVID has also fucked up the Steuerberater, uh, like the tax consultant. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Like last year, well, like we changed the the, the, the the company that was doing taxes for us, right? Mm-hmm. And they simply didn't do anything. Like they even like they lost our documents and stuff. Oh, nice. It's yeah. ridiculous. So which means that now I haven't paid taxes for like, like two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Right, so now when I look at my account, like there's there's more money on it than there was ever before because I've I haven't paid my taxes yet. This is this is insane. And now, like like my 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 uh, Spakasa, uh, yeah. you know the bank, like takes a percentage because I have too much money on my account. Like this is this is how ridiculous it's getting here. Like you pay Whoa. like these you pay like these uh, Strafzinsen. <laughs> for, for having too much money <laughs> well, which is not a lot but you know they still yeah. say it's too much penalty but for having too much same. money in your account ridiculous yeah that's and insane I'm, yeah <laughs> so yeah I'm uh, I don't know like I don't I, I don't know if you know but um, like my girlfriend and I we've we've had a baby uh, yeah like you, 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 of, I you know. know
1: you know so now, now, you have real responsibilities.
0: I have real responsibilities, so my life uh, has changed and will change more over the next months and years. You know, like there's no doubt about that.
1: And How old uh, is it? Uh, is it a him? I believe it's a son. No, it's right? a girl. It's a girl. It's, it's a, girl. A, girl. a girl. Okay,
0: great. Yeah, and she's she's twenty months old now, so pretty young. And I got to spend like most of the time with her. There was only one tour at the beginning of mm-hmm. her life where I was away for five weeks. But since then, I've been, um, you know, like with her almost twenty-four-seven, and uh, yeah, that's 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 wonderful. You know, I mean, it's it's also been challenging, right? Like, but yeah. hey, you know, j- no, just the fact, you know, like I mean, I mean, not being with the, with with the, with the baby, but uh, normally there's sort of like a system in place where you have like your you know, like the grandparents or even just the neighbors, or you have a daycare place, Mm -hmm. but all of that, like there was a long period actually here. It started in early December and lasted till early June, actually, right. Where like daycare places weren't, were only allowed to take kids if there was an emergency, Mm -hmm. right. Or, or if you were working in a hospital or something like that. Right. And, um, and it is it's just super fucked up that uh, these young humans uh, didn't really get to interact with other other babies, and you know like you you're only a baby once, right? yeah, and yeah, I really wonder like and and here in the newspapers, they say that the suicide rate for like teenagers went up and went through the roof and stuff like that it's,
1: I heard that too. It's
0: crazy, I mean.
1: Yeah. I know there were always those COVID talks where they kind of tried to also bring that up. So we can't have th- those lockdowns because of all these, these side effects. Yeah. And then I thought, yeah, but just from what I know from here, like the first lockdown, how many people didn't really stick to it and had their businesses mm-hmm. going on in the back mm-hmm. door mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. again. Uh, for whatever reason that was right yeah Uh, i i didn't i didn't really want to engage in those those discussions too much because i thought no it's it's very simple it's a pandemic and we could have killed it in probably in a month if everyone really would have sat at home or 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 whatever but they didn't yes and then and then they come yeah and the economy is suffering so much blah 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 whenever i hear that i go well, welcome to my world. Yeah, yes. <laughs> that's, you're talking about my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and then then the suicide, all uh, admitted, horrible. Yeah, but it's it's only because we didn't really, as a society, really stick yeah. to it. Yeah, exactly. And that's basically yeah yeah you get the you get the result of uh, of. Humans failing at a, at a very simple experiment.
0: Yeah, you know, I I didn't say that as an argument to not have no, luck. No, no, it's no, not, no, not I, at all. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. I think it's just it just shows where where our humanity, society, and also our intellect is lacking. Right. It's you know as it could as you say it could have been so simple. And this is actually something I spoke about with Trey at the very beginning of the pandemic, we talked and we said, okay, let's just, you know, let's just shut everything down for three weeks and let's be over with it, you know, and obviously that didn't happen.
1: Of course it didn't happen.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And then when you hear that, that like certain companies made billions in the pandemic, it's, like, like you hear that, and you go, yeah, well, of course Amazon made more than usually because because no one dares to go out and then and then here in in the states that they wanted to to uh join a union, mm-hmm. but they totally uh disrupted that or, or, or suppressed that, so they didn't join the union, it makes me sick to my stomach, and th- those were the the real workers who kept everything going.
0: And I I don't know if this is true, but uh, like Amazon probably opened 40 logistics centers in Germany alone in the last year, right?
1: (laughs) But to me, the really important question is why was toilet paper Mm -hmm. the most important good that everyone needed? I, I thought that's interesting. But, you know, in, in Germany, it was
0: toilet paper, it was uh, uh, cheap rice and flour. Like, do people still make their own bread? Like, would they even Some know? Some do. Yeah. I sometimes <laughs> make
1: my own bread. Yeah, yeah, I know.
0: I know. But in Germany, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, most I people don't know. probably not.
1: But toilet paper, for instance, I mean, worst case scenario, you just wash yourself like you do in India. <laughs> There is a way around it. It's not like the most important thing that we need to hoard. Oh, it's
0: no, I also didn't, I I did not understand that at all. And I I still I have to say I'm still I still don't want to believe that I experienced that. That <laughs> you know there was we, no toilet. But,
1: but we did. <laughs> we did, we did. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That was yeah. that was kind of interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I, that, that, you see, you see, we didn't speak uh, about music that much.
1: Yeah, and that's great. Yeah, yeah. No, music should be listened to. I, I think talking about music is great and everything. But mm-hmm. sometimes there are so many other things that are also interesting, or or some things can't even be be really talked about. Some some things. Sometimes I feel like it would be, instead of instead of talking about music, let's just listen together to a nice piece of music. Ah, I can tell you one more thing. Yeah. Last year, there was a phase here in, in California where where you where they allowed uh, you can meet in the outside with social distancing. So we have friends who were really careful. So we, we we asked them, "Would you would you be interested in doing that?" Yeah. So they brought their own food, and we had our food, and then they came to our backyard and i i said one of my long dreams or something that i did as a youngster is we met and everyone brought a piece of music or brought and i i ordered 15 minutes of music like a mini playlist if you want mm-hmm. and we actually did it cuz how much can you talk about Hey, how is it going? Are you, are you really doing well? Yeah, I'm doing so well. I just came <laughs> off a tour. I'm going to the next tour. And I got 300 endorsements. And man, <laughs> you know, it, that, that LA thing. Not that these friends are like that. Not at all. But, mm-hmm. but so, so we did that. And, and one hour, because we were four people, was dedicated to listening to music. I highly recommend that. Because you yourself have to think about, okay, what do I really want to share? I didn't pick my own music. I, I just I, uh, I thought that would have been a little bit douchey so so <laughs> yeah. and it was really, really interesting and it was a a, a nice um, acti- activity together listening as an activity and then maybe even talking about hey, I recognize this or is this actually this but it was interesting. a little bit
0: like in the old days, right?
1: Yeah, and I wanted to bring that back. Yes. And I think I will make an effort to, do. and everyone I, I want, will make an effort to bring that back, at least here in my little circle. And everyone who I, who I pr- uh, talked to about this idea said, yeah, it would be great, it would be great. But it always takes that little extra push to really make people stick to it. Yeah. Those people say, that, that would be great. Uh, and then usually once, oh, I didn't think about it.
0: You know the, the problem is like I, uh, on the last tour I did, um, we did something similar where there was like a, a Spotify playlist, and the, the phone was was traveling around, you know, in the tour on the tour bus, mm-hmm. and you were supposed to put a track in the playlist. Oh, and, that's great! Yeah, yeah, it's great, great, but not so great because you were as you were putting in your song, your piece, or your choice. Some other music was already playing, so you were uh-huh. already in the mindset of, okay, my song is going to come after that, or the song that I, you know. Oh yeah, after you that. think like a an DJ. Yeah, and that and that just that just didn't work for me. Didn't work yeah. for me so well. So, but if you have like, you tell people, okay, bring your fifteen-minute playlist, and you don't know what the other person has prepared, then that's perfect. I would love to do that. You know, if I if I get to visit you someday, we should do that.
1: Are you playing on the ship next year?
0: Yes, we're going to meet Me there. Me too. So, so will do if it. it's if it's going to happen.
1: I think it will be happening. Yeah, you don't think so? What do I know? Exactly. <laughs> 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 well, let's see. Yeah, yeah. Either we just... see each other before then, or, or the ship. Yeah,
0: I mean, let's. I I'm trying not to be hopeful and I would I would even say like I'm not at this point I'm not even hoping anymore in the sense that I'm looking forward. I I don't allow myself the uh, uh, what what, I don't know what the word here is but I don't allow myself the joy of thinking that it may happen.
1: (laughs) Okay my young friend.
0: Can you help yeah, me? Can here here you help me? is a
1: little spark of, of positivity. Yeah. Don't don't worry, it will happen. Yeah.
0: Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. And so you, you're you're going to be there with uh, Fat? With with Fat, yeah.
1: We'll bring the Austrians. Uh, into the Caribbean.
0: Wonderful. Yeah, I can't wait to meet those guys again.
1: If and they you. behave well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you.
1: Thank you. I have to run
0: now. Um, yeah, me too. And uh, I, I have to write now. I bike. Right,
1: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Keep me updated. Yeah? Yes, I will. <laughs> and e- edit that shit. Edit? No, don't edit anything. No, no, no
0: nothing. Nothing's going to get edited. I'm so too lazy. I'm w- too lazy to do that.
1: Exactly. Whoever was listening to all that rambling, thank you for listening. Uh, yes. Don't blame it on us. <laughs> you could have. You could have <laughs> left this a long time ago. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Let's Alex. talk. Let's talk soon.
2: Yeah, bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. Ciao.